Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere, hang on, hang on, hang on. Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, House of Mystery number 157. Cover date, March 1966. Cover price, 12 cents. Cover artist, Jim Mooney. Edited by Jack Schiff. Featuring Dial H for Hero in The Marauders from Thunderbolt Island. Written by Dave Wood. Art by Jim Mooney. And Martian Manhunter in Manhunter, World's Greatest Clown. Writer Jack Miller. Art by Joe Serta. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go! The criminal Thunderbolt organization uses a floating island fortress to steal the Cosmic Computer, a device capable of opening any lock. Robbie Reed learns about the theft and deduces the crook's first crime. As the human bullet, he interrupts their bank robbery. Robbie captures two gang members, and Mr. Thunder gets away. But Robbie finds a clue to their next crime. Robbie studies the clue and learns that Mr. Thunder plans an armored car robbery next. Robbie dials again and becomes an energy creature called Supercharge. At the robbery scene, Supercharge destroys the cosmic computer, but Thunderbolt captures him. Supercharge is held prisoner in a Thunderbolt cell, but he dials O-R-E-H to become Robbie again. Robbie is able to escape and learn about Mr. Thunder's plot to torpedo the business dictator from his island fortress. Robbie becomes Radar Sonar Man and stops the torpedo attack. Then, Mr. Thunder and his gang are finally captured by authorities. Meanwhile, Professor Hugo escapes from prison and constructs a mind control device. When the Martian Manhunter locates Hugo, he falls victim to the machine's control. Hugo then makes Manhunter the star of a sideshow to humiliate him. However, the crowds think Manhunter's comedy act is great, spoiling Hugo's attempt at humiliation. Hugo calls off the show and puts Manhunter to work stealing a bank. When Zook hears that Manhunter has gone rogue, he tracks down his friend. Zook destroys the mind control device, then Manhunter captures Hugo. Manhunter's reputation is restored when a meteorite strikes the location where the bank once stood. Authorities believe that Manhunter moved the bank to protect it, not knowing he was really under Hugo's control. Confused? Join the club. We'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. Public Service Announcement Theater proudly presents Wonder Woman Explains Waste Paper Salvage. One day on Paradise Island... Hello, daughter. I've been watching the people of America through the magic sphere, and I've said some awfully queer things. Queer things, mother? Yes. Women seem to be using their own shopping bags instead of having their purchases wrapped for them. Children have been carefully saving old newspapers and... Why, mother, that's not strange. It's because of the war. The war? What's the war got to do with saving paper? Weapons are made of steel. Look at this sword. Best sword in the world. But it's not made of paper. But, Mother, 
This war America is fighting is a new big kind of war, and you'd be surprised how important a part paper plays in it. Well, let's turn the magic sphere to the American troops in the battle zone and learn some of the uses of paper. Rations packed in paper. Cartridges and shells are wrapped in paper. The soldiers' shoes are lined with it. Paper is being converted into bomb bands, practice bombs, wingtips, airplane signals, parachute flares, and many other essentials of war. My goodness! Now I see that paper is very vital. The children of America should spare no effort. Yes, boys and girls, no effort is too great. Every ounce counts. Saving your own waste paper is not enough. Help collect the salvage and pack it. Ask your teacher about organizing salvage groups. You can be of great help. Get busy! Presented as a public service in cooperation with the National Social Welfare Assembly, Coordinating Organization for National Health, Welfare, and Recreation Agencies of the USA. Hola! Hola! Hola. Si ah. Bien, bien. <laughs> bien. Okay, you're answering everything. Muchos. Okay. See? Si? Yes. Oh, hi. Hi. I've been in Hola. Spain. Have you? So I have, have I. You don't say. Yes. Sakamaji. Um, what did you do there? Well, we flew into Lisbon, Portugal. Yes. And then went to Évora. Yes. And then we went to Sevilla, Córdoba, yes, yes. Granada, Toledo, and Madrid. And I ate a lot of food and saw a lot of beautiful historic sites. And I went to the Prado. And um, went with my friends, and it was wonderful. My students, and it was just fantastic. Guess who I met? I know who you met. Aguaman. Aguaman. You met Aguaman. And right a on whole, the street. Yes, a lot of other superheroes. Yes, well. Both DC and Marvel. None was as great as Aguaman. I know. He's you the greatest superhero ever. Did you, tell, did you already talk about what that was? Like, What was the context of meeting Aguaman? Oh, he was just walking down the street. I mentioned he was fighting crime. <laughs> he was riding a giant seahorse. He was indeed riding a giant seahorse. And he had a shaggy wig. Yes, he did. Of some kind on. Yes. Well, he was great. Yeah. And he spoke English fluently. You tried to speak Spanish to him. It was I really sure did. It was it very funny. Very well. he, five words in and he said, "Let me he said, "I speak English." Um, well, here we are. Back yeah. again. So, we're sorry for no episode last week. I know lots of people's hopes and dreams were dashed. But we were in Spain. We couldn't possibly travel and do a podcast. But thank you for listening again this week. Yes. And here we are with the exciting House of Mystery number 157. Oh, yes. Featuring Robbie Reed. Robbie Reed! You remember him as uh, Mike Brady on The Brady Bunch. (laughs) Really? No. No. It's a different Rob Reed. Yeah. Um, Robbie Reed is the possessor of the H-dial... With which he can dial H and turn into heroes. Hero! Let me consult my notes here. Okay. Robbie Reed. uh, Is he a boy genius? He is a boy genius, Mm -hmm. because of course, why wouldn't he be? Mm -hmm. Uh, Teenage genius Robbie Reed found himself caught in the middle of a crime rampage by the organization known as Thunderbolt Mm. and was hurled off a cliff to certain doom by a mechanical menace. Miraculously, Robbie survived the fall and found himself in a previously unexplored cavern where he uncovered a weird dial inscribed with an alien language. 
Discovering he had a mental link to the dial, Robbie was able to decipher the alien characters and dial the alien equivalent of the word hero and instantly transformed him into the superhero known as Giant Boy, which began his heroic career. Each time Robbie dialed those four letters, he became a new and different hero, each endowed with strange and wonderful powers, which he used to battle Thunderbolt, as well as other villains and menaces. Of course, now, he doesn't know which hero he's going to become. No, that's the surprise. But the dial seems to intuit what needs he will encounter, yes. and therefore seems to create the hero that will match those needs. Or is it just his own creativity that he adapts to whatever hero form he finds himself in order to battle you could argue that it's his own you know his his own ability to adapt to the situation based upon what his his powers are yeah yeah now the dial h for hero concepts continued at dc comics it was brought back in the 1980s with two teenagers chris and vicky they each found separate dials they sound fun they are they were plucky and uh, their dials, instead of being covered with alien letters, only had the four letters, A-G-R-O, in English, so that it's right. easy for them to decipher. And in that series, which ran in Adventure Comics, as well as a backup series in The New Adventures of Superboy, readers were invited to send their ideas for superheroes in. Oh. And were credited in the text. Increasing buy-in. These superheroes from the 60s seemed to be whatever uh, the writer and artist were tossing off because some of them are not very good ideas. Yeah, I would agree. In this issue, which is only the second appearance of Robbie Reed as Dial H for Hero. Oh, okay. But it's the first with the checkerboard, so that's why we're looking at it today. Uh, Robbie becomes Supercharge, the Human Bullet, and a Radar Sonar Man. Yes, because one name isn't enough. We've got to hyphenate it. Right. Radar, Radar Sonoman. Right, like Matter Eater Lad. Yes. Very descriptive. Yes. Now... Or Danny the Street. Are Radar and Sonar different things? Um, you know, I don't know. Because the, I... Hey, thought, Siri, are Radar and Sonar different things? Okay, I found something on the web for our Radar and Soda different things. Take a look. Um, Siri asked me if uh, is showing me things about our radar and soda different things. Well, those, those are different things. Yes, they I are. know the answer yes. to that. Yeah. Um, I kind of thought radar was based on sound waves too. I don't know. I'm talking out of my ass right okay, now. Okay, so sonar obviously is, is, is sound, sound yes. right? So radar, I think, is is a different form of waves. Uh, I you don't know, know. I don't know. But you know, we talk about what? listening stations and, and such. Yeah. yeah I bet nobody writing this comic knew the difference either. Well, obviously, because they've just uh, called him both. They said, let's just cover both bases and yeah, call him radar, I mean, radar hyphen sonar man. Right? Right, right, right. Yeah. So we open this comic in the splash Atlantic. page. Oh, the splash page. Is that, is that what you're going to? With I wasn't. I was skipping ahead, but. Oh, okay. But we might as well look at the splash page because uh, it's there. Yeah. And it has. Bullet Man. The human bullet. The human bullet, correct. sorry. Thank you. <clears throat> Who's in some kind of full, his neck is very protected. Yeah, he's got he a, can't bend over. No. No, he basically just moves in one direction. He bounces. He ricochets. Yeah. Very quickly. He can carry people, too, as we'll see later yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's bursting through the wall of a bank, yeah. it seems. Um, and there's Mr. Thunderbolt. Another 
hooded villain yeah. with a pointy hood. I don't know that they're trying to send a message with these, all these villains in pointed hoods. You it know, seems to Bob, be a recurring theme. When I was on my run this morning, yep. I saw one of those packets from the clan you did on where? the sidewalk. It had bird seed in it. You guys, we get um, packets from the Ku Klux Klan sometimes in our town. They come in the middle of the night and leave little packets with flyers. Um, with, with just like a little little black and white printed cards yeah. not, not on, on, on paper that's been cut into note card size. Yeah. That, you know, says horrible racist things on it and encourages you to go to their website. And they'll put things in the packet, in the little baggies to weight them down so they can toss them from their trucks as they go by in the middle of the night. Right. It's only Sometimes happened, it's candy, though. It's only happened a, a couple of times. Right. But I saw one this morning. I was just like, oh. Well... It wasn't on our porch, was it? No, it was down the street, and I don't know how old it was. It might have happened while we were in, in Spain. But well, I figured it was because it was close to Memorial Day. That's uh, you, know how, yes. you know how that plays around here. Well, it won't be long until we move to our idyllic new home in the countryside, and we it's, won't have to deal with, deal with these people, people anymore. anymore. Anyway, if only we had a H-dial that we could turn into superheroes. Right. That would be fun, although we don't what we'd probably turn into, like, Eater boy and just eat Sponge things. Sponge man. You know, drinking man. Well, I've got that covered already. <laughs> um, so the human bullet, he's wearing a, some kind of full body metallic armor. He can't bend his neck or his shoulders. And every single time he's drawn, he has the biggest smile on his face. Yeah. I wonder if, the, if his head is real or if it's part of the helmet. Uh, I don't know. Because, I mean, if you're going to crash through a wall, it's going to scratch your face up. Well, oh, he has a... You'll see it uh, later on, but he, there is a glass shield oh, protecting his face. okay. Yeah. Well, good. Um, Human Bullet is very reminiscent of the 1940s Fawcett comics character, Bullet oh. Man. Oh, okay. Who was often accompanied by Bullet Girl and Bullet Dog. Oh. But they had uh, form-fitting costumes, which they could move around in. Okay. And the helmet did not cover their entire neck and head. Yeah, he's clearly has his one one purpose for this this pose and this this outfit is definitely to move in a general direction forward. Forward, yes. And although he does have a special kind of vision, yes, tracer vision. Mm-hmm. Um, so we turn the page. We're on a U.S. Navy vessel, which has spotted an island which doesn't appear on any maps. Mm-hmm. The uh, who would that be? The second in command? Who would that be? The CO? XO? Well, the XO. XO says, maybe it's one of those floating islands I heard about. Now. I don't know about you, but I've never heard about a floating island before. I have heard about floating islands, but I would think that if you're in the U.S. Navy and you're an executive officer on a ship, you would know better than that. Yeah. So there's this floating island yeah. and up Pops the top of the floating island. Yep. Just opens up. Spring. And immediately they say, the Thunderbolt Gang, that island's a camouflaged fortress, full speed ahead. So they recognize them by their, they must recognize them by their hoods. By the hoods, yep. Yeah. Um, out from the decoy island shoots a magnetic ray of some kind, mm-hmm. which tears off the plates of the storage hold of the ship and sucking out the contents. Sucking out the contents. Now... I must uh, call your attention to the bottom right-hand panel. Yeah. Please read the first uh, speech bubble. The the top secret shipment is being whisked off within the ray. 
Now, I have often uh, listened to these podcasts and said to myself quietly, why exactly am I even being used in this podcast? And it's to bring another perspective. Right. Okay? Yeah. So, remember that you just said, the top secret shipment, it's being whisked away within the ray. Yeah. Let's move on. Okay. Mr. Thunderbolt, exultant in his success in stealing the cosmic computer. That's the cosmic in, computer. Yeah. yeah. Right out from under the noses of the U.S. Navy. Now he can launch Operation Breakthrough. It even has a name, Operation Breakthrough. Yeah. That's his next masterful plot, yes? That's because the cosmic computer can open any lock and uh, can decode... I don't know what it does. It opens locks. Now, have they invented computers yet? Yes. Yes. Are they small like this? No. no. They aren't. Maybe that's why it's cosmic. Maybe mm-hmm. it's come yes. from space. Perhaps. The submarine with the island on top closes back up and sinks to the bottom of the ocean. Point number one. Yeah? How aerodynamic and efficient is a submarine able to move through the water if it has an island on top of it as it moves through the water. It even has palm trees, bushes, and what appears to be something like a coral mound. Right, right. Um, I don't I don't think that would be very aerodynamic. No. Um, One time. Of course, it doesn't matter how aerodynamic it is if you're underwater. We would be looking for hydrodynamics. Uh, hydrodynamics oh, look at you. Yes, I have an aptitude for science. Yes, well, think about this for a second. Yes. I went on a kayak trip once with my friend Sean, mm-hmm. and we were out in, uh, in Tampa. Sean from the Cinema Chop Shop podcast, where I was a guest star last week for Mother's Day. I don't know if you caught it or not. And one of the owners of Seminar Seminar Brewing Brewing. Company. Yes. So, um, Sean and I were on a kayaking trip in Tampa one time, and we were were taking bottles of fresh water with us, and we had actually tied them to our kayaks and were dragging them behind us. Mm -hmm. And it was such, it was very, very, very difficult. Uh, going through the water, and that was just floating water. things, right? Right, floating on the surface. Well, then they were just basically it was fr- it was fresh water in jugs, so it was, right. it was just at, around, around the surface. Well, one of us got the brilliant idea, probably Sean, to pull the jugs into our laps, uh-huh. and we swisked along much okay. faster. And we sort of shook our heads and thought, "Wow, why did we think?" And it was because we didn't want it; we just didn't have room for them in the, in the kayaks, right? So that's I just tell you that that even those those jugs of water put a lot of drag on our kayaks. Uh, this island on top of the submarine is just ridiculous. But I guess if you're 11 years old or 12 years old and you're reading this, you're like, oh, how cool! An island on top of a submarine. I won't even think about it. Well, sure. Look at James Bond had all kind of crazy crap on top of things and hidden hmm. things, camouflage things. Worked all right for him. In the next panel to the right, we get a glimpse of three previous incarnations of superheroes. Yes. The Cometeer. Yes. Giant Boy. Mm-hmm. And the Mole. Right. The Mole is very reminiscent of the human bullet. Yes. It's got a pointy helmet, yes. with which one presumes he would... Spin. Spin and spin. burrow through the ground. Yes. Um, apparently, these three superheroes destroyed... Mr. Thunderbolt's mountain base foiled last his last plot. issue. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's back now for revenge. So he's gone from the mountain into the sea. Now we're going to join child genius Robbie Reed with his friends Joey and Bart in his 
Lab Shack. Lab Shack. The Lab Shack is a little old place where boys Robbie can Reed get can together. Science. Yeah, um, he's doing science. The so, boys love these new superheroes. Giant Boy is Bart's favorite. Giant Boy is my favorite hero. After all, he battered the thunder. Oh, he battered a thunderbolt machine to pieces with his super strength. That was a great impression of a teen. Thanks. Um, Robbie's doing some science. You can tell because he has a beaker of chemicals to use. The, well, why the, is it a shack? Well, you know, he doesn't have. He's not going to do it in his room. He's going. Teenagers have their own hangouts. Well, yeah, but why just call it a lab? A lab shack. I don't know. It's a masturbatorium. That's what it is. Well. Yes, that's what teenagers do. So, yes, he has one little area for a science experience, and the rest of him sure he's got his porn secreted away somewhere. Um, a news bulletin comes across the wire, and Robbie says, Sakamichi, I've got to get away and turn into a superhero. Do you love that exclamation, Sakamichi? Is that not the best thing? I hope I remember it. it and start using it. How, how could you forget it? Sakamichi. Sakamichi. Um, so, to get rid of the fellers... Robbie starts talking more about science, and they ski-daddle. I think that you go to see a movie. (laughs) Cut it out, Robbie. You know we can't understand all that scientific stuff. Come on, Bart. (laughs) Let's go to a movie. Um, Robbie has already helpfully cut out a newspaper article on the cosmic computer. Which apparently isn't that top secret. Because oh, that's where you were going with that. Exactly, I, it I ticked see. me off I when I see. read this. He's got it in his scrapbook. They made an announcement. I, I saved this for this one moment. They made an announcement over the radio that the Thunderbolt Camouflage Island Fortress today raided a naval freighter and stole the experimental cosmic computer being shipped to a Bahamas. They might have well said our top secret computer called the Cosmic Computer was being shipped to our very top secret location on the Bahamas Laboratory, but it was stolen by Thunderbolt. That was all said on the radio. And then Robbie gets rid of his friends and runs over to his scrapbook, where he learns, not only did he says, oh boy, this is my favorite thing, the cosmic computer. I, um, I saved it. I'll, I'll be able to decode secret, it'll be able to decode secret combinations and electronically manipulate them, even open the most complex time vault. Now, what's a time vault? I googled that, and Time Vault is some kind of card game having to do with Magic the Gathering, but I couldn't find anything. <laughs> I don't think Magic the Gathering is what they're referring to in no, this but old what, is it a what's I, a, I, I, a time is it vault, a thing I you just, put things like a time capsule? Or uh, no, is it, I, I think it, it must mean um, vaults that have locks that only open at certain times. Okay. Well, I suppose I'll allow that. Okay. Okay. So then we get down to the bottom right-hand panel, and he says. Hmm, the most complex time vault. It would be just like Mr. Thunder to first tackle the famous New Gibraltar underground repository. Well, that's a very clever deduction for our little boy genius, isn't it? It sure is. Good for Just him. wait to see what he deduces later on. Yeah. So, shall we continue? Let's do. So, Robbie opens a secret compartment in his lab shack. Masturbatorium. <clears throat> Uh, oh, that's where the porn is, I bet. Underneath uh, yeah. the H dial. What do you think it's... What, what year is this? Written 66. 66. So this is... What is porn is probably like, um... Like bra ads. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> For under... Absolutely. Uh, J.C. Penny catalog. Bras with underwire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> J.C. Penny catalog. <laughs> so he grabs the H dial, dials the word hero, and turns into the human bullet. Sakama G. 
This time I've turned into a human bullet. Um, he fl- now look, he's and he's taller too. He's taller. Well, yeah, he turns into an adult. That's normal. You know, Shazam did it. Yeah. Um, he flies off, <laughs> st- stiff as a board. His boots must weigh a thousand pounds each. <laughs> look, they've got. They're made out of solid blocks of iron. It, and it looks like they have jets on the bottom, but you don't see any exhaust coming out of the boots. I don't as he's understand flying. how he's moving forward. <clears throat> maybe his, uh, maybe those are springs on the bottom of the boot, Should and they we just put much thought into that. I mean, this child just turned into a giant adult-sized human bullet, right? Yeah, with a like, and it's like a, he's wearing like an iron lung. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Not only does it protect him and allow him to bore through the ground at tremendous amounts of speed, but also maybe it helps him breathe. Uh, Maybe. Okay. I'm okay with that. Maybe it is an iron lung. Maybe the human bullet has, what was that disease? Polio? The crippled children. (laughs) And those are leg braces. (laughs) That's why they're so thick. All right. Uh, The submarine Meanwhile... uh, has is under is at the coast, New Gibraltar. Yeah, meanwhile, in the depths, just off the coast, um, it shoots out a boring drill, drill, a boring drill of some thing, kind yeah. and bores through the earth into the vault. That's great. <laughs> Thank you. I'm really into sound effects today. Um, the cosmic computer opens the vault. What is it they're stealing? Uh, they are s- stealing. Well, it's foiled. They don't. Oh, bullion, bullion, gold bullion, bu- bu- bullion. Delicious. Yeah. <laughs> um, human bullet. Now there is exhaust coming out of his boots. I guess it is the boots making him fly. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but he's using his tracer vision. Tracer vision. A nice reference to bullets. Yes. Yes. yes so where yes. to infer that it's some form of X-ray vision? Yes. Right. Uh, so the human bullet burrows under the ground. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, bullets lose speed mm-hmm. as they hit objects. Right. Um, but I guess if they were continuously being propelled by jet boots, they would not lose speed, I right? I suppose. It, you know, just dis- the force that he's moving forward yeah. must be tremendous because it's displacing a lot of earth. Right, right, right. Uh, he crashes into the vault. I love this. Which... I w- this crashing oh, yeah. on the splash page is great. Yeah. Thought I'd drop in for a little target practice, Mr. Thunder. Bing, bing, pew, pew, pew. Um, now, Bullet Man from the 40s, yeah. his helmet was magnetized so that when criminals would shoot... they just pull the bullets right to his head. The bullets would go right to his helmet and bounce off. Neat. Yeah. Um, Apparently, he's immune to all bullets. Well, yeah. He's got yeah. wearing full body armor. Yeah. He hit that guy, one guy right in the solar plexus. Yeah, that would, I bet that would kill him. You would think it would kill him because of the, the speed he's traveling at. Um, Mr. Thunder escapes, but the henchmen are caught. Mm. Um, as, he, as, as Mr. Thunder pulls out of the <laughs> hole he's, of the hole he's made, there. water comes rushing in. So the chamber's going to flood. Human bullet saves the henchmen, takes them to police headquarters. And they refuse to talk. Well... Yes. But. But there's a clue. A number code. Interesting. Kind. Yes. The red arrow is pointing you, directing you from one panel to another. 
Yeah, that's a pretty standard uh, artistic yeah, I've not trope. noticed that before. I mean, yeah. Well, it's, we're getting to a time when they're experimenting with panel shapes and oh. arrangements yeah, and configurations, and so it's not necessarily intuitive where your eye is supposed to go next. We saw that with Aquaman. Yes. By the great Nick Cardi, whom you didn't care for. But I wasn't depressed, but that's okay. Well, we'll see him again. No, I haven't complained at all about this art. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's all right. I like it. Uh, the next story, I have some issues with the oh, art. Oh, don't even yeah, get me started. I, 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 is it the same artist? No. I could. I, if you had said it was the same, I would have just fallen down. Yeah, no. no. Um, so he finds this page. It says across the top, W-H-A-C-S. Yes. Followed by numbers one through six. And followed by a series of four-digit four digit numbers, numbers mm-hmm. which uh, we nobody, learn about later on what that is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Robbie takes it back to his lab shack just in time for dinner with Gramps and Miss Millie. Now, Miss Millie, I guess, is Gramps' live-in lover or something. Well, his housekeeper, but they probably sleep. Yeah, they of probably they both do. go to bed around the same time, mm-hmm. and there's a, probably a, a Dora joining their rooms. Yes, yes we know sweet. how that works. While Robbie. Goes out to his masturbatorium and does a scientific experiment. Yeah, yes. Um, Do you think people will be offended by saying the word masturbatorium over and over again? Uh, it's really too late at this point to mm. worry about what people are offended about. Okay. Um, Robbie's out at the lab shack and figures out the clue. Boy, I'm sure spending a lot of time looking at this, trying to figure it out. Where does he say that? He doesn't. I'm just, oh, you know. Oh, you're interpreting. I'm interpreting. Um, so he figures out that the four-digit numbers are military Military hours. time, yeah. So he figures out something's going to happen at 2,200 hours. Mm, oh, no, sorry, 1530. Which is? Uh, 330. 3.30 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And he figures out that W-H-A-C-S means Whale Harbor Armored Car Schedule. I always thought it was White House Armored Car Schedule yeah, when yeah. I first saw that. That would be my first inclination. Yeah. I mean, I probably wouldn't have come up with armored car schedule. But I, I, I did, I did think WH was White House. So as I was, I was looking at it, I was like, oh, it's going to be White House. And there's a Whale Harbor. Well, boy genius. Whale Harbor did, is an adjoining town to wherever it, it is Robbie Reed lives. Yep. Um, then I didn't think that this was going to take the turn that it did when he became this next superhero. Supercharge? Yeah, I didn't think it was going to the next few panels. It was like, what? What? Where he's destroying the town? I didn't, I'm sorry, I just didn't want to yeah, jump ahead, but uh, yeah, I, I, yes, where he's destroying the town accidentally. Right, right. So he becomes a giant ball of fat energy, <laughs> crackling hey, energy. What, what does his voice sound like? Uh, let's see. Does he say anything? Uh, he says, still I have a powerful force which I can put to good use against Thunderbolt. Oh, that's thoughts. Those, yeah, that's thoughts. Yeah. But here comes Supercharge. What a name. Um, he noticed that even though he's composed entirely of crackling energy, he does have shorts and a belt with which he can tuck the H dial into his Which is important, belt. I suppose. Well, yeah. You'd think that whoever created the H dial would have thought of that, and it would have just, like, disappeared or become part of the costume. Or an amulet. Right, yeah, something. Yeah. But no, we'll just tuck well, it, just gonna, tuck you know, it in our I, I don't know what I'm going to become. I'm going to become one of a thousand superheroes, right. but I better make sure that I remember to tuck this back into my belt. Right, right, right. Uh, Supercharge starts tramping across the town, <laughs> melting all the metal that <laughs> he passes. Melting everything he comes by. <laughs> Destroying the bridge. 
Um, so he takes off at a fast run and uh, makes it to Whale Harbor, where the island, the camouflage island, <laughs> has sidled on up to the <laughs> to the side, di- directly adjacent to the shore, which means that the submarine. It, I hope it's a deep water harbor. I'm, I'm assuming that you know it's. It's. I mean, if one uses one's brain, yeah. that this must be a sheer cliff, right, in right. the water. That, that the submarine is just right there. I mean, it's it's literally sidled right on up to the grass. Um, Mr. Thunderbolt and some new henchmen now have a tank, tank of some sort. with uh, what do you call those things? Lifts. Um, uh, uh, what is it called? Um, the scooper, the scooper thing. thing. I don't know. Anyway, my point is... It's not a front loader. Is it called a front loader? Uh, yeah, something like that. Okay. Mr. Thunderbolt has a submarine with an island on top, an armored vehicle with a scooper thing in the front of it. Mm-hmm. Where did he get all that? Why didn't he sell off some of those things if he wants money so bad? Well... Now you've hit upon something I I just didn't want to. I mean, I I didn't want to be such a naysayer, but yeah. I thought if this guy has so many many resources yeah. that he can create this submarine and he can create has all its equipment, yeah, and all these. I mean, these guys have to get paychecks, yeah, you know, right? Why does he need to steal gold? And why? Right, like he could just patent the floating island submarine, yeah, or armored scooper thing, yeah. Or, you know, he could have a fashion line of red hoods. Maybe he's really mortgaged himself, and he's, he needs to pay off the bank. That can happen. Yeah. I've been there, you know. <laughs> Supercharge comes upon the robbery in progress and is hit by some kind of magnetic ray. I guess it's the ray that they stole the cosmic computer with in the first place. So, apparently, this magnetic ray can... Has the ability to pull pure energy. Yeah, I I just couldn't even tangle with that. I just thought, okay. well, that's very advanced science. You probably wouldn't understand it. But supercharge does take before he's pulled away. He does destroy the computer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's now a prisoner in the hold of the submarine. Very dangerous do? move on the part of Mister Thunderbolt. Mr. Thunder. What? To pull... To bring this thing bring on living board. energy yeah. on board your ship? That's, but he's trapped. He's immobile. It's fine. Except Sakamaji. Robbie wrestles that H dial out of his waistband and dials O-R-E-H. So he turns back into Robbie Reed. O-R-E-H. Um, forgetting that H-E-R-O. he can't... <laughs> Very good. Not a spell. Very good. Not a spell. Um... He can't turn right away into another superhero. So he creeps up into the air vent. So this is a rule that all teenage boys learn <laughs> very knew quickly. You were you gonna... just, I, I was just waiting for you to say it. I had, we had to not talk about this in advance. This is a, a rule that teenage boys learn pretty quickly once they, once yeah. they first discover their tools, their, yep. their, their toys, <laughs> that you can't abuse them right. because you need to give them some rest. Yeah, you got to recharge. <laughs> Uh, Gotta get some time in between using them. Sakama G, I've gone blind. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> so the way he gives, he gives his tools some rest, it's his toys some rest, and the next time he uses it, he goes blind. 
Robbie Reed creeps through the air vent and overhears Mr. Thunderbolt's next plan, which is to destroy the business di- district. Distract. Yeah. Distract. Um, I'm going to distract. He escapes from the submarine. Uh, somehow he floods the air vent or something uh, yeah, and floats away. Oh, sciencey stuff. Swims to town. Swim. That is a that's a very long swim. long swim. This kid can. This boy genius can swim. Well, that's what makes him a boy genius. Yep. Um, he finally has recharged and he's able to turn into a new superhero. H e r o. So, do you remember that thing I found in our garden once that looked like comics fans? You'll know what exactly what I'm talking about. It looked like Mister Mind old Shazam villain who was a giant worm. That's what this new superhero looks like. Radar Sonar Man. Yeah. He looks like, uh, I think it's called a tomato bug. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh. Really disgusting. ugly and disgusting. Yeah. Um, and not even an attractive costume. It's a baggy jumpsuit. He looks like he's, yeah. It's so he's got a nose and a mouth and no eyes. Nose, mouth, and two long antennae. Yeah, I mean, the jacket's baggy, the pants are baggy. Um, I don't know what he's got in the middle of his... He looks like he's got tools on a belt, but... Yeah. Yeah. He but never uses I, them. He doesn't does know he? how to use them, no. He can fly, and he is using his radar sonar to avoid flying into things like trees and weather vanes. We are seeing what he's seeing in his mind's eye. Right. He is apparently... It's not clear if he's blowing up those torpedoes as they're still underwater or if they have surfaced. Well, oh, we don't know if he's underwater or... Right, he's directing sonar waves at the torpedoes and they explode. Right. Is that how sonar works? Well, he he is interrupting its steering mechanism. It's, 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 um, It's gyro system. I don't even know. Okay, I mean, well, no, he is underwater because now he's directing a torpedo into Mr. Thunderbolt's ship. Oh, I see him, yes, he's underwater. shear off the propellers. Yeah. And uh, capture the crooks. Luckily, the pe- police have arrived. Cause because they were tipped off. Tipped off by telephone. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Thunder... Is it Mr. Thunder or Mr. Thunderbolt? It's Mr. Thunder. Mr. Thunder. And his organization is the Thunderbolt. Shaking his fist at the air, vowing revenge on all of the superheroes, the meddling super crime fighters that have scuttled his Thunderbolt operations. Yeah. Um, Last Robbie panel. Ret- Robbie returns home to Gramps. Gramps says, I wish you could have seen the superhero that captured the Thunderbolt gang. Gosh, I wish I could have seen it, Gramps. And I really mean that because I never did actually see as radar sonar man. Wink. He winks at us. He's breaking the fourth wall, isn't he? Drives me crazy. Big surprise coming up next issue. I guess we'll have to wait and see what that is. Dial B for villain. Dial L for lame, because here comes the next story. Oh, I really enjoyed that first story, actually. As, as silly yeah, as it was. Cute. It's, it's a, cute. I thought it was well-drawn. It's a great concept. Yeah. I'm all for it. Yeah. I can't wait to see what happens next for Robbie Reed. Count me in. However. However. Okay, now, 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 now. Yeah, what? 
I was introduced to the Martian Manhunter yep. through the Justice League cartoons, I believe. Uh huh. And then I did read a few. I did read of him in in the 1980s in comics here yep. and there. And so this has been my first introduction to the Martian Manhunter and his sidekick, Zook. Zook. Yeah. Um, so. You're familiar with Mix, Mr. Mixias Pitlick. Yes. From Superman. Mm-hmm. You might be familiar with Batmite. Yes. From Batman Comics. Yes. You might not be familiar with Quisp, who was an impish associate of Aquaman. Uh, really called Quisp? Quisp, yes. Like? Like Quisp cereal. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, a lot of superheroes in the 60s had these imp- little s- impy sidekicks. Green Lantern had a little alien pet. As well for a while, and Zook is like a, a red muscular baby. He's Naked super baby. muscular. He's jacked. Yeah, um, it, he's got no, abs and everything. It's like if you you know sometimes you see little people and they're oh I saw a little person today mowing his lawn in Martinsburg. Where, really? Yeah. Wow. And who was super muscular? Huh. It reminded me of Zook. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Super muscular and a horrible, terrifying face. The guy mowing his lawn or Zook. Zook. (laughs) (laughs) But also the guy mowing his lawn. No, no. Um, So. Yeah, uh, Zook is is frightening. Those eyes. When I was growing up. He looks like a monkey baby. Kind of like a a cross. Like Debbie on Lost in Space. Yes. Yes. When I was growing up reading comics in the 70s, Martian Manhunter was kind of missing in action. He had gone back to Mars. Mm -hmm. He didn't appear really at all. He didn't have his own feature, and he rarely appeared in the Justice League. And then when he came back to comics in the 90s on a regular basis, he was kind of this cool kind of Buddhist figure, very calm, cool, collected, the uh, heart heart and soul of the Justice League. If you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we have a chance to see what his original adventures were like. And it's no wonder he was shuttled off Boo. stage. Mm-hmm. Boo. Yeah. Bad. Really Badly bad. Badly done, Emma. Um, <laughs> Manhunter, World's Greatest Clown, is the title of the story. The splash page features Martian Manhunter, who, interestingly, is... So the title of the feature is Ja'an Ja'an's mm-hmm. Manhunter from Mars. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not called Manhunter from Mars in by the populace of this story. He's just called Manhunter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, although he clearly is not from Earth because he's green mm-hmm. and bald. Yes. I don't know where I'm going with that. I, I'm just waiting. observing. Okay. Um, Splash Page has Manhunter from Mars... A loft on a spurt of water coming out of the ground. While a giant-headed clown... Scariest mocks him. clown. Right. There's only one thing more terrifying than a clown, and it's that's a clown, a clown with, with a giant, giant head. head. That is just awful. Uh, He's frightening. With a little hat on top. Oh. Yeah. All he's missing is a knife. <sighs> It's probably got one in there somewhere. So, we open the story in prison. Yeah. Where Professor Hugo, who coincidentally also has a giant head. Looks like Dick Clark. 
Ha ha, he does. <laughs> Rest his soul. Did Dick Clark have a giant head? No, it's he just if you, if you, if you put your thumb forehead. over his head, yeah. uh, his temples, uh, <laughs> you'd say, that, oh, that's Dick Clark. Yeah. I'll be. Yeah. Um, so Professor Hugo had been a Batman villain, and then uh, apparently Batman tapped out and Martian Manhunter took over crime fighting duties as far as Professor Hugo goes. Well. And he would be a somewhat recurring villain for Martian Manhunter going forward. Um, Professor Hugo is eager to get his revenge on Martian Manhunter, but the other convicts are mocking him because he's a tool. Well, honestly, how can you respect a man who just announces his plans over dinner? Right. Ha, got it. A way to activate one of my inventions. A machine that'll keep, that'll help me get my revenge on Manhunter. He smacks his fist on the table as he says that. Slam, yep. And they're all like, <laughs> 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 um, That evening, however, Professor Hugo escapes, makes his way to a secret lab some miles away where he's got a machine with Edison bulbs <laughs> and uh, some kind of atomic <laughs> spinning <laughs> thing on top. Uh... Which is going to help him get his revenge on Manhunter. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, in the mountain hideaway, where Manhunter and his other dimensional pet, Zook... Mm-hmm. Now, here we go again. This is a creature that can speak, mm-hmm. can carry on a conversation, yet it's considered a pet. Just because it's small and... And if you actually just read what his language says, yeah. what, what, the words that he says, it's almost like a caricature of an Asian... Well, I sort of picture Melania Trump's voice when I read <laughs> Zook's dialogue. <laughs> I pictured Jerry Lewis's impersonation of an Asian of an Asian. Oh, like a, yeah. You know, when okay. he did the Bucktooth okay. Chinaman kind of sort of thing. And yet Zook has the biggest eyes of any creature in this entire Freakish. comic, including eyes. Professor Hugo's clown face. Yeah. Which also has giant eyes. Extreme eyes! So, John Jones. Now, we do enjoy Martian Manhunter as he's portrayed on Supergirl. Well, I, I didn't want to tip my hand to say that really all I know about John Jones <laughs> is through Supergirl. Right. Yeah. Um, although he certainly does not display his full range of powers on that show. No. Because I know that many of your listeners, our listeners, yes. dare I say, um, are quite advanced comic book readers yes. and they possess a great deal of knowledge inexplicably on Supergirl they make the Martian Manhunter in his Martian form entirely CGI instead of just painting a guy green seemed to be easier to me but probably takes less time to CGI know? him nobody asked my opinion um, Martian Manhunter comes upon a stranded <laughs> clown with a giant head hey and a dog nose where are you I'm on page three Oh, okay, I see, you see bottom right panel? Well, no, page three. Okay. Yeah, page two, bottom right, page three. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, don't clowns usually have red noses? This one's got a big black dog nose. Well, it's, honestly, he's frightening. Yeah. He has red eyebrows and red lips and a little yellow top hat and a big black nose. Um, so apparently the machine that he's taken is a mind control machine because he makes... John Jones do a balletic 
pirouette right there in front of him. Nice form. No, it's not a nice form. This is my problem with the artwork. Martian Manhunter's legs look like they're made of spaghetti, especially when he's flying. I'll show you okay, that uh, in a minute. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's just, he's, not, it's not, he's not drawn well. Although the artist did take great pains to draw the clown. The well, clown is and, well drawn. And the bystanders, but what, uh, when you see the action sequence right. at the bottom of page four, right. very, very poorly drawn. Everything yeah. about John Jones, John Jones is very poorly drawn. Yeah. Now, admittedly, the Martian Manhunter does has the power to alter his form. Right. But, I, but he's not doing that. He's mm. just standing around juggling giant heavy balls. Made of what something. was the psychology behind having a pet? I don't know. The superheroes having pets. I don't know. Because I think John John Jones could hold it on his own. Hold the whole. Story well, sure he own. could. I guess it's for comic relief. We haven't even gotten to the Legion of Super Pets yet. Oh. Just you wait. I can't wait. Um, so the clown, who is of course Professor Hugo in disguise, is forcing John Jones to juggle giant heavy balls and then forcing him to drop them clumsily so that he will become a laughing stock. May I make one of my queer observations? Mm-hmm. Yes. On page three, yep. when the uh, when Dr. Um, God, what's his Professor name? Professor Hugo. Professor Hugo reveals himself. He pulls the mask off. That mask was so closely fitted to his real face. Mm-hmm. I paused for a moment and thought, my God, that mask must be so hot. I had assumed before that that he'd simply just put makeup on his face and put a nose on his, uh, a prosthetic nose. Oh, on his nose. no. He pulls this rubber mask yeah. off, and it's so closely fitted to his own skin, all I could think about was, oh, God, That's the heat. pretty standard mask technology Ugh. in comics. Mm. Um, you know, Batman can put a human face mask over his Batman cowl. Well, that's why. And what so happens to his ears? Disguise. He has to be in disguise. He has a long-standing disguise of matches Malone, oh. a criminal. And what happens to his ears? They bend down. Okay. Um, so fair enough. Martian Manhunter drops all the balls. He's oh, a laughing so stock. So glad you're moving ahead. Yes, I want to get through this quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, he then is forced to punch a brick wall. Clumsily, and but the he wall goes through the wall, collapses. I want to draw your attention to the bottom of page five, where the clown <laughs> is saying, oh, oh, "Oh, poor manhunter!" That's a great, terrifying clown face. Well, he kind of looks like Betty Davis. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, she never wore clown makeup. <laughs> that she I know. Did whatever happened Although, to Baby Jane? <laughs> Joan Crawford did wear blackface in the movie Torch Song. Oh my gosh! Which is not exactly the same thing as clown makeup, no, but it's close. Just as embarrassing, equally as terrifying. Yes. Um, Martian Manhunter uh, uh, knocks through this wall and it collapses. And the clown says, "From now on, Manhunter, you will be known as the Martian Clown." Ha, what ha, an insult! Ha. But guess what? The audience is eating it up. They love it. That manhunter has turned himself into the greatest funny man that ever lived. Well, next to Jerry Lewis. Yes, next to Jerry Lewis. Also, we'll be covering the adventures of Jerry Lewis one of these days as well. Are you kidding? No. Jerry Lewis and Bob Hope each had their own comics. (laughs) Well, I'll be. Um, So, 
Professor Hugo's revenge is not turning out like he wanted because the crowd is going crazy They're for Manhunter's antics. So he's going to try one more thing. He's going to command Martian Manhunter to steal a bank building. Oh, wait. You glossed over one wonderful picture. This one. Oh. Where Martian Manhunter is getting an enema. Wow. Um, in, front of, in front of everyone in the stadium. In front of the crowd. But yeah. Yeah. He um, says, the show is yeah. over. Everyone go home. Get down here at once, Manhunter. And Manhunter is literally Ooh, riding down a, a jet a of, water of water. A plume of water, yeah. That must be cleaning him so thoroughly. You know, we were in Spain last week. Here we go. As we mentioned. <laughs> well, they have bidets, yes. restrooms there. Well, I didn't use it because I just couldn't figure out how to maneuver myself on top of it. I, I, just I wasn't showered. sure if you're I supposed to. Right, right, right. I wasn't sure if you're supposed to straddle it front ways or back ways or. Like, well, enough. Or, 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 or. I know you're not supposed to sit on it. Yes. And so do people. Oh, Captain Butler. He's like right at the right against the microphone. Do people like? Do they? What do they do? I was going to look up a video on how to use a bidet while I was there, but I just never. I'm afraid of what that would pull up. <laughs> on your <phone>. No. <laughs> Did you hear that? I heard it. Hey, Butler. This is why superheroes have pets. Yeah. So they can right. come and interrupt their radio programs. <laughs> that's a great yawn. Um, okay, so so Martian Manhunter is commanded to do one more thing. He's going to steal a bank. Steal a bank right out off the ground. That's not the bank building would not stay intact if you're flying it from I, one I corner. wasn't quite sure if it was a bank or a diner, but I, I It looks like a just like a drive-in only bank. Yeah, it does. There are people inside too. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, the police try to stop him. It looks like Manhunter's out of his mind. Here comes Zook. So here at the bottom panel, uh, this is what I imagine Zook's voice is like. Yeah. Eek, I have explanation that the clown, he must be Professor Hugo in disguise. And somehow he can control over Manhunter. I, I must find him. Okay, and here's Melania Trump. Eek, I have explanation that clown, he must be <laughs> Professor Hugo in disguise. And somehow he gained control over Manhunter. I must find him. <laughs> I like your voice better. Now do your, um, can you do your schmoo voice? <laughs> Wait, what do you want me to say? Um, <laughs> That's a clown. I'm not the professor door in the skulls. And somehow this comes control over my hunter. I must have the friends. Okay, I didn't understand a word you said. Well, Zook's going to track Manhunter. Through the uh, underbrush. Now, apparently, Zook... I don't know anything about Zook. Apparently, he has weird powers because he stretches through a crack in the door. Right? He's naked. Yeah, he is um, muscular all over. I don't... What is he? Uh, He's an other-dimensional something. And he has the ability to lower his body temperature to 1,000 degrees below zero. Yeah. And... Shatters the Shatter. machine. I mean, couldn't he have just hit it? Well, he could have. Those biceps. He, looks, he kind of looks like Popeye from the waist up. Um, so he rescues Manhunter. And they put Professor Hugo in jail. Now, <laughs> luckily, a meteorite came from space. 
I am rolling landed exactly in the spot where the bank building was, making people assume that Manhunter had stolen the bank to rescue the people inside. First of all, something this that meteorite big, is as big as a city bus. If it had hit the earth, the earth would be destroyed. All life on earth would be wiped out in a fireball that circled the earth 12 times. Second of all, this is not something a zook just went and got a meteorite and planted it in the ground. This is just happens to be a meteorite fell in the middle of the city, exactly where the bank was. Well, Martian Manhunter knew. But right? he didn't. No. Look, he's got a question mark coming out of his mouth. Huh? Oh, God. So now, what is... I, if I were writing a story, I would just say it was just, yeah, Martian Manhunter planned this all along and just got the meteorite and put it there. Mm. Not that it just happened. So what does Professor Hugo say? Uh... Well, he doesn't really say anything. He doesn't really say anything. He's humiliated. We know what Francis Bacon... This is Zook. Poor professor. Sound like last laugh is on you. Oh, yeah, it does sound Asian. Sorry. Yeah. There's a a famous quote by Francis Bacon that I looked up. Yes. uh, To apply to this. A man who contemplates revenge keeps his wounds green. Okay. You did a lot of research for this show. I did a little bit. Um... (laughs) I had to. Work friend Chuck? Are you kidding me? I, I sat in the background just feeling like a moron. We're not worthy. Well, that's all I have for this week. Anything I enjoyed else? this. I, um, I this like Dial H for Hero. I, 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 I am looking forward to that again. Please tell me we're going to. <laughs> I cannot wait to read Metal Men again. Oh, it's coming back up. Is it really? We've got a lot of things to get through before then. What are we going to do next? Uh, next week, I believe, is either... House of Secrets or Tomahawk. Cool. Or maybe both. Okay. House of Secrets, you'll be pleased to know that Eclipso is coming back. Oh, Eclipso with that stupid stone that he has yes, to carry around. Does he have a, does he have like like a little that. satchel for it or no, something? No. He just has to hold it in his hand all the time. It's like the H dial. You just tuck it in your waistband oh, and off you go. That's gracious. Um, that's all for this week. And uh, next week, yeah, I don't know. Just stay tuned. It'll be a surprise. Yeah, I'm looking forward to us. it. Of course. Next week is uh, Memorial Day. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Maybe we should find a patriotic. Maybe we'll do Tomahawk for a patriotic American. That sounds like a great He's idea. He's a revolutionary war hero mm-hmm. who fights angels and monsters and aliens in revolutionary war times. Really? Yeah. Wow. Sure, why not? And, uh, okay. That's all. Well, thanks, folks. Buy more comics. Yes. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts from. And uh, check us out on social media at GoGoCheckPod. And uh, that's all. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.